Alright, in this episode we're going to talk about lead nurturing um, at a very basic level, like lead nurturing 101. Uh, how to boost conversion rates and your revenue and how lead nurturing is a factor in all of that. Because any type of marketing campaign without any follow-up nurturing. Well, it, it it's like having a faulty little kid's swimming pool, you know? A, a lot of effort goes into blowing them up, but a few pinholes will have you huffing and puffing or a very upset child. And Nothing to show for your success of having that cute little pool. Except maybe a dizzy spell because... Yeah, you get the idea. So, let's compare this scene to lead campaigns. So, you throw all kinds of money, time, and resources into generating more leads. But if you're not nurturing them you're simultaneously losing many of them as quickly as they come in. Even if you are generating leads regularly, most will fall right through those proverbial holes in the kiddie pool if you don't nurture and educate and convince them to convert. So you need to close up those holes so you can reclaim those leads and make your marketing dollars work for you. This is where lead nurturing comes into play. Just like retargeting in the advertising world. Lead nurturing follows your leads far beyond the, init the initial acquisition and keeps working them all the way until the sale, thereby increasing conversions, and then goes beyond the lead. So lead nurturing 101. What is lead nurturing? Well, it's like being out on that first date. You wouldn't ask that person for their hand in marriage on the first date because, quite frankly, that's just downright creepy. Hey, my name's Brian. I'm from Boise, and I love dogs. Hey, how would you like to spend the rest of your life with me? <laughs> Ew. Without lead nurturing, this is exactly what you're doing. 50% at least 50%, according to Marketo.com, of your leads are not ready to buy. And coming on too strong, too early, can result in a lot of wasted time and resources. Becoming a lead is just the beginning of a prospect's journey. At this stage, leads may not be ready to purchase. And they'll need time to get used to your brand, your feel, to be convinced that you're the right source 
to buy from. Lead nurturing is about courting, schmoozing, dating, taking out to dinner, buying wine, building a relationship. So when they do come time to buy, they have enough trust to open their wallets and give you their money. But there's another problem. Instead of coming on too strong, some companies completely neglect their leads and never interact with them after they subscribe. So whether you're selling too fast or not courting leads at all, without lead nurturing, many of them will never convert. With lead nurturing, you focus on your prospect's needs and connect with them during each stage of the buyer's journey. It's a selfless act, one in which you focus all your attention on the prospect. The more you meet their needs, the higher their conversions. In fact, companies that excel at lead nurturing close 50% more leads for a third less cost. This is according to marketo.com forward slash lead dash nurturing. If you could close more leads and spend less, how would that affect your marketing campaigns? Don't neglect your leads and don't come on too strong. It's a delicate balance and one that may take some time to master. And that's where testing and split testing and optimization come into play. But doing nothing at all is, it's just a crime. With some lead nurturing, you can massage those relationships to increase sales. It's a fact. So let's dive into this a little bit more. What about before the opt-in? In other words, pre-lead nurturing for the win. Did you know that effective lead nurturing starts long before a prospect opts in? It's similar to buying a new dress, a new suit, to prep for that big date. You put your, bus your best foot forward. Make that good first impression. Making a good first impression is key to snagging high-quality leads. And one of the ways to attract those leads before the opt-in is to publish free, high-value content that pleases your audience. Well, what is high-value content? Well, it's essential since at least half your leads will consume half a dozen pieces or so before they even engage with a salesperson. And this is according to demandgenreport.com forward slash resources. 
Your content may be the first impression leads have to your brand. Whether social, blogs, or any other free educational content, its purpose is to get people primed to take action and become a lead. To do this the right way, your content must be high value and attract people to your company, your brand, your methodology. If you're not sure you're providing high value content, here's some characteristics to look out for. First, you've identified what your target's problems are and you've answered their questions. If you haven't done a slew of target audience research, then you're likely not doing this one right. And then that's where you start. Marketing strategy, all about uh, CRO. And you can find an article on this at viralsolutions.net by searching for CRO series. And it's going to talk about developing buyer personas. The next characteristic is that it's actionable. It doesn't just throw out tips, but it dives into how to implement them and gives examples. It never leaves readers with unanswered questions. The next characteristic is it gives away a lot of free information. Don't be afraid to give some of your gold away. It's a misconception that if you give away value for free, people won't buy your premium products. If you're offering high value for free, what must your paid products be like? People will be more attracted to your paid products if you give away stellar information. Your content is top-notch. Okay, so you've gone through this, you've fixed it up. It's now top-notch. And your leads are generating on auto autopilot. That's, that's awesome. But does your lead offer follow suit and exceed the lead's expectations? Some companies neglect the actual lead offering because their main focus was on getting the lead to opt in. They weren't concerned with what happens after that. They didn't realize that the opt-in or the initial contact was just somebody fishing. So it's a total waste of time and money if you spent all of that time and money buttering up the prospect with high-value content only for them to be disappointed in your lead offer and continuing education. The problem with neglecting the quality of the offering is that you thwart the entire relationship building process. It's similar to you dating someone for six months, then you refuse to buy them a birthday gift. Immediately, that very day, they look at you different. Trust is lost, and that's just not easy to get it back. 
it's a lot easier to put in the extra time to avoid these issues than to try to recover someone's trust after the fact. How do you create exceptional lead offers? Well, just take the tips we've outlined and apply them to your lead offers. You gotta communicate directly to your leads. It's gotta be relevant information. It's gotta be tied to what their issue is. And that's where positioning, segmentation, targeting come into play, which has been relevant in marketing for 50, 60 years. Go above and beyond expectations. You gotta live up to your promise. If in your call to action you promise an in-depth ebook on getting Instagram followers, don't show up with a three-page short guide that links out to a bunch of other resources. If you don't know what a good offer looks like, research your competitors that are beating you. Download their offers. And put yourself in the mind of an objective prospect. Can you say, without a doubt, that you put 100% effort into making this lead offer the most targeted, professional, high-value piece for your prospects? If there is any shred of doubt, it's not good enough. Lead Nurturing 101 is also about segmenting. We mentioned that before. Nearly half your leads are not ready to buy once they become a lead. In our experience, this percentage is dramatically higher. These leads need more to inform their buying decision. And that's where segmentation comes in. Don't send all your leads the same information. You won't get the maximum number of conversions and your leads will become disinterested. Your follow-up material should be relevant to your prospects needs. When emails are relevant, they drive 18 times more email, emails, uh, return on investment in an email than just a generic blast of the list. 18 times. Segmenting allows you to group your leads into subgroups defined by interests or behavior. That's how you make your messages highly relevant. You'll achieve much better returns with a high degree of personalization. You can find information about personalization on viralsolutions.net by looking for articles on data-driven marketing. And this is because people feel like you're talking directly to them. And they're getting their questions answered. Now, according to Lyris Annual Email Optimizer Report, 
40% of marketers who used email segmenting noticed higher open rates and 24% experienced higher revenue. That was on a blog on HubSpot. What does this look like in real life? Well, when you truly segment, you segment by demographics. Age, income, education, job, location. You segment by behavior. Did they download? What page did they visit? What blog articles did they read? What emails did they click on or not click on? All of that points to their interests, their concerns, without them even telling you it is. Here's an example. Let's say you offer a free webinar to your leads as an incentive for opting in. Segmenting the leads could mean tracking who watched the webinar and who didn't. To those who watched the webinar, send something that goes into a little more depth or offer them a chance to demo your product or to meet in a follow-up webinar that digs deeper into what you do. What about those people who registered but they didn't show up? Put them back in the machine for more free content. But make the subject a little easier to digest. What if they signed up for the webinar, didn't show up for the webinar, and they haven't opened an email in a while? Well, try a re-engagement campaign. You can find information on re-engagement campaigns on viralsolutions.net. They may not be ready to pull the trigger. So you don't want to turn them away and you don't want to act and pounce too soon. One other example would be an activity-based signal. Target the leads who visited your pricing page versus your About Us page. And those who stayed on it for a minute or more but didn't purchase. Send those visitors retargeting campaigns geared with case studies, free trials, discounts. Those are just a few examples of the many ways that segmenting can help your target. Reward them with personalized experience. Now, it's time to nurture to convert. So let's say somebody opts into your email marketing and that's when the real nurturing begins, not before that. And one of the best ways to nurture leads is via email marketing. Here's some emails you can send to nurture your leads, build a relationship, make them more comfortable with the idea of doing business with you. How about a welcome email or an indoctrination piece? That's your first interaction. Leads them to the inside. This is a courting email. 
In that welcome email, you're given leads the content you promised them. So you need to give them immediate deliverable. That's minimum. But you're going to need to go above and beyond and capture their attention and begin the trust journey. You need to get personal. You need to be helpful. Don't sell. Don't sell. Bad move. The welcome email is 100% focused on the lead. Exceed their expectations. You know what they opted in for. You know what they expected to be delivered. Go above and beyond. If they write you personally, reply. Website chat. They may go click your link, show to your website. Are you there ready to chat? Another way to go above and beyond is tell them exactly what they can expect from you in the future. Frame in that welcome email what follow-ups they're going to receive. Let them know what it looks like so they aren't surprised. Now, newsletters, we call them e-zines. Jeffrey Gittimer called them that. Nobody wants to hear news. They want more information. But periodic information framed as news in free advice or content or maybe something that was sent out before that's changed or needs to be updated. Segment that too. Now at some point you're going to need to get promotional. At some point it'll be time to send your leads a promotional email. And if you've built enough trust with your nurturing campaigns, they'll respond. You just have to get the timing right because timing is everything. Example, if you're selling a digital course priced at two grand, most leads will need months before they're ready to buy. If you're selling a different program priced at 10 bucks and it includes a free trial, you can promote and ask for the sale much earlier. Make sense? Test out those time frames. Test out those subject lines. The subject line of the email is intended to sell the open. The body of the email is intended to get the click. So are you nurturing your leads? To this degree, do you spend this much time, give it this much thought? Time to recapture those lost leads by implementing the lead nurturing tactics we just talked about. Start by sealing up the holes in your campaigns, your retargeting lists. Get more attention, increase conversions. You can do it. If not, we can help you. You can contact us. We have tons of free information. 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of blog articles and podcasts. We're ViralSolutions.net. My name's Tom. And you can call us at 888-816-1222 or visit ViralSolutions.net where we can chat with you most of the time. Make it a great day.